0: This is Jill and welcome back to the Sports Ethos Kings podcast. Light the beam chance in L.A. Kings have now won five in a row and are seven games over 500 sitting at a third in the Western Conference. We had no Sabonis, no Deli, no Len, and apparently there was some other staff that was out sick, but we're not really sure who. Um, but the team stepped up in a huge way on the road. I'm still going to call it Staples Center, just like I used to call Arco Arco. So stepped up on the road in L.A. at Staples Center. Fox was aggressive early when Brown took him out. um, It was a whole bench unit. And I think now that you can fully understand why he's been stacking Fox's minutes the way he has, the bench just cannot survive without one of Sabonis or one of Fox on the court at the same time with the rest of the group. Davion was huge defensively. Lyles was stellar again off the bench. Monk struggled. Um, and I just say, can we have him put that band-aid back on and get some, uh, get some of his little swagger back? But I, I more so kind of just felt like he was back in LA, you know, and you do want to prove things, but I just felt like he was forcing things a little bit with Sabonis out. And, you know, and that happens. That's okay. Um, but I just think he was forcing it a little bit too much in that, in terms of Monk, when he does that, um, he's kind of prone to mistakes. So um, I have no doubt that, you know, he'll, he'll bounce back and the team has all the confidence as well as, you know, we all have confidence that we know what he can do. Um, but I was happy that Brown didn't let it ride out too long, especially in the fourth quarter. Um, I did like that he put Uh, Fox and Davion back in together um, and rode that out. And then he let Herter get a little bit more of a break and he came back in. But Keegan Murray with his first double-double. Harrison Barnes was his normal steady hand again. Herter had the eight assists and made some clutch baskets. And then there was Rashawn Holmes. He was everywhere. A perfect seven from seven from the field and 11 rebounds. Played 31 minutes, which is no joke either in terms of conditioning. You could tell he was feeling it emotionally and physically in the post-game interview. And it was really awesome to watch. Very deserving for a player who's not caused any problems in the locker room. He shows up every day. He's putting in the work. He knows his name's out there on the trade block. Um, You know, we've seen many players, um, whether it be here or everywhere else, that when their role changes, you know they they've caused some issues in the locker room, and Holmes has been nothing but a team guy. And all his interviews, all he does is praise Sabonis, right? The guy who took um, his job essentially, and uh, he just said he wanted to step up for his team. And the fact that he could produce in the win like that was huge. And so, kudos to him. You know, I know we were worried about the points in the paint. Now, in the first quarter, the Lakers scored 24 points in the paint. But from quarters two, three, and four, the combined total was 26. So kudos to the players for making the adjustments. Kudos to the um, coaching staff for adjusting. I do think it helped that for whatever reason, Darvin Ham did not play Thomas Bryant too much you know, who killed us last game. So thank you for that, Darvin. But yeah, so that was nice to see some adjustments there. And then I also thought the the first quarter was kind of rough on the offense, which is no surprise. It was, you know, they were trying to figure out life without Sabonis, how are we going to do this? But I really liked that they started playing Barnes. And I think they even threw Lyles and even Holmes at points um, from the high post. And they had Barnes running it mostly. And he did a great job. He was he was actually setting the screens, he was facilitating. I loved Fox, was constantly pointing out players on where he wanted them to move to, where he wanted to go. We saw an aggressive Keegan Murray on the boards and um, you know, with the put back dunks. Like it was just really cool to see the aggression from pretty much everybody that stepped on the court. I mean, I felt like those guys maybe felt like they had something to prove and, you know, maybe they did to themselves. But um, it was nice seeing them kind of, you know, it started off rough. I think we were down 15 at one point. But like we said with this team, well, you know, they they will be frustrating for spurts. But one thing they have shown us is don't doubt their fight to – come back in a game like they're always fighting. They have the heart. They're showing they have the talent. But I also do still think that these games show some of the weak spots with the roster and where Monty can make his tweaks come trade deadline if he waits that long or if he, you know, starts going earlier. But I very much think there's a case for scenarios of where you tweak you know um, the wing situation, or if you're going to tweak the, the center situation, I think anyone that makes up points for each side is completely valid. And um, it's going to be interesting to see what Monty decides to do. And honestly, what's available for him to, I mean, we can come up with any fake trade. We, you know, we want to, um, but at the end of the day too, we always know it has to be, you know, two sides have to agree on this. And so, um, you know, and and we're hearing now comes, the, you know, the rumor season of one week, it's, oh, they're asking for, uh, you know, a Donovan Mitchell and Gobert package. And now this week it's, oh, it's just two decent players and a first round pick. So it's hard to ever really know what the asking price is and what's available because it's hard to trust anything that comes out at this point, um, for anybody. So again, just always keep that in mind, um, of what's out there and, uh, you know, just, just keep having, keep having fun with it. So enjoy the rides, enjoy the rides. And then, you know, it's, it's going to be that tricky scenario of, you know, the team does have good chemistry and, you know, it's it's always that double-edged edged sword where you need more talent, but will it alter the chemistry and could that hurt you? But also in the same boat, you know, do you make a move and it hurts you or do you not make a move and it hurts you? Like, there's so many different scenarios that can play out. So, again, I'm just excited to see what Monty does. Defense, obviously, is still the big thing here. And when I was looking through the numbers, something that kind of stuck out at me was the Kings defensive rating by rest days um, and how many games, you know, they've played depending on the rest date. So um, with zero rest days, which meaning it's a back-to-back, they've had six games of those and their defensive rating was 115. Not great. But, you know, again, you're on the second night of a back-to-back, which you kind of expect the tired legs, things like that. So, right, understandable. One day of rest, they've actually played the most games this way. 25 games played. Their defensive rating is 112.9, right? Now, that's, that's good. That's not bad. You know, it's not great, but it's not horrible. It's, it's again, it's that, what do we say? The average. That's that average range. So, their defense is better there, right? One day rest, 25 games. and it's not hurting their offensive rating. They're at 118.5 on those games. So a great net rating there between the two. Now, two days rest, they've had nine games. You would think like, okay, these guys are, you know, resting their legs a little bit more. This might help. Well, with this team right now, wrong. They're 117.9. So you might as well say 118. Three days rest, they've had two games played. Their defensive rating is 120.2. So in two and three days rest, they're 117.9 and 120.2. With four days rest, they've actually had one game of that as four days rest. Their defensive rating was 113.9. So a little better, but again, not great. So seemingly enough, they've had the most games they've played is the 25 games right for the one day's rest. And they've actually had their best defensive rating um when it comes to that. That's probably why they're still um at right at a good record right now. They're still playing well because they've had more games of having that average defensive rating than they've had for some of the other ones. But the problem is, is those other ones have been, kind of been so bad that it shoots their defensive rating back, you know, and they had almost 10, what, nine games of. Almost 118. So that's not great. So we need that to kind of start trending the other way. Um, Last night was 111. So again, that was trending better. So we'll take that. Now, earlier I mentioned how we were worried about Sacramento and right that the Lakers scoring points in the paint. Well, lucky for us. The Lakers are also one of the worst teams without Anthony Davis um, when it comes to allowing points in the paint. Sacramento took advantage of that. So um, when it comes to accuracy, they were not great from the three. They shot 30% from three yesterday, but their mid-range was on point. So all mid-range shots they were 57.7%, long mid-range they were 66.7, short mid they were 52.9. Um rim they weren't that great, they were only 61%, but it didn't matter because their mid-range was hitting so so well. Um and they actually ended up taking uh the majority of their shots um, around the rim and in the mid range. So to me, I appreciated them, um, recognizing that going to that. Um, so that was great. Here's, um, let's see here. Yeah. When, I mean, when it can't comes to shooting threes, uh, Fox and Herder had the most three point shots. Um, Herder had eight Fox shots, seven. Um, Barnes only had five. Uh, Murray only had four. Um, So really not, um, again, like we said, they recognized. Uh, They picked up the rebounds, right, without Sabonis. We were kind of worried about who's going to step in and rebound when Sabonis is there. Um, Again, Keegan Holmes uh, stepped up. Barnes had six rebounds, which is a high, you know, number for him, but again, he stepped up. Trey Lyles had six. Metu with five, and Metu had some really good defensive stops, and he had that block on LeBron. That was awesome. Um, Mitchell didn't really shoot the ball well, but his his steals and blocks, his defense, on point. Um, I thought he made some really smart passes. And you know what? His offense wasn't there, but he also wasn't forcing it. So I, I thought he did a good job that way. But and it was crazy; to me. he only played ten minutes. But again, this team needed Fox, and with Barnes and Fox playing almost forty minutes, Keegan with thirty-seven, Herder with thirty-three, with Sean thirty-one. Like the bench just didn't play the normal minutes, obviously because Sabonis wasn't there. So it will be interesting to see if they we see that same trend against Oklahoma City because. The bonus did not practice again today, so they might be resting him again just not to, you know, um, to rush him back and have it be worse, you know. And this also allows his thumb to get a break, um, so that's good. But Oklahoma City is going to be a lot harder than the Lakers, or at least theoretically they should. They are the fifth, I believe, the th- fifth best team right now um, after the new year. They are seven and two. Um, they're rolling on all fronts. And so it's, you know, they're young. They have young legs. They're not scared of anything. They play defense. They have length. Um, it's going to be a good fight. It's going to be a good fight. Giddy's playing, you know, really well right now. He's kind of turned a corner. Um, SGA is doing SGA things, and he's going to be an all-star. Um, So it's, it's, it's going to be, I'm hoping it'll be enjoyable. I'm hoping it'll be a good fight. I think the Kings can do it, but it's, I think there's going to be little room for air. uh, When it comes to how OKC is playing at the moment, Um, I do think there's little room for air. So um, to kind of end this off too, um, in case you missed it, the new round of votes came in for the all-star game. And we have Sabonis now on there at number 10. So we have Sabonis and Fox both still sitting at 10. This is the last week for all-star voting. So make sure you vote for the Fox and the Ox. Um, We've heard for years that if the Kings were good, their players would be all-stars. Well, you know what? It's time to prove it. We have two very deserving players. They're number three in the Western Conference. Put them in the damn game. All right, guys, as always, go Kings.